Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight another episode. And as always, I'm grateful for your support. And thank you guys for all the emails that you guys have been sending me. I want to tell you guys that it is awesome to see where you guys are at in your journey. It is quite an honor. And it reminds me that I'm not alone out there. Uh, that there's other people that are working towards the same thing. And it's it's cool. It's cool to see you guys out there. So send me an email if you want to at T-A-L-A-I-B-R-A-8-8. 88 at gmail.com and I'll be able to respond to you as soon as I get it usually I don't it doesn't take me that long <laughs> but I love hearing from you guys it keeps me going so thank you guys for that support tonight we are going to address something that I'm surprised I have not addressed um, at all since beginning this podcast which is the development of self-esteem and self-esteem is one of those things that is is hard to uh, put into words and bring to earth, down to earth. We kind of think it's this unattainable abstract concept that we really can't live out in this life, uh, that it's just too grand or too big and I'm not deserving of this good self-esteem. Rather, I'll be just stuck with my poor self-esteem and I'll be happy with it. Okay, so that's why today we're going to help address this uh, for once and not for all because I'll probably do something about it again later in some other way. So if you hear anything in this podcast that you've actually heard before or that is repetitive somehow, that's fine. That's actually a great thing. There's a way that I help you guys remember the information I want you to remember. It's uh, kind of plugged in in the way I'm speaking to you how I'm walking your brain through the constructs of certain concepts and helping you guys bring them down to earth for you so you can kind of chew them down to to a good level, right? (laughs) Rather than keep them in this abstract place that is hard to use. Uh, I hope that makes sense. But that's what these podcasts or episodes are, are made for. It's for you to listen to them over and over again as a way to train your mind to develop certain skills or to develop certain beliefs within you. So please use them, repeat them over and over again as many times as you like. They're they're actually short, so you can listen to them on the drive to work, Um, maybe real quick while you're doing a little activity. But they're meant to be very short because attention span can only maintain so long. And so I want to make sure that I, I, I... help you understand that these episodes are done in a way where it's very intentional. And if you hear something that's been repeated again in another episode, that's fantastic. Actually, it's not a bad thing. It's a great thing for your brain. It likes repetition. Okay. Okay. So going to self-esteem, what is self-esteem? So bringing it down to earth, this vast, (laughs) expansive concept of self-esteem, it is a belief or a set of beliefs about ourselves and our self-worth or value. Self-esteem is can be good or it can be low or high. And it can also be seen as part of the self, right? It's a demonstration of what our self authentically would be. So what we need to address next, or the question that we need to address next, is where does self-esteem come from? 
And of course, you are not born yesterday. So it comes from years and years of in making this self-esteem that you've got. Now, our first interaction with the development of ourselves would be with our parents, our caregivers. The way they talked to us about us makes a big difference. If our family or parents talk to us in ways where they find us an inconvenience or they don't trust what we do, we don't really get recognized in an appropriate way. Rather, it's for only when we are an inconvenient to our parents. Schools also play a significant role in our development of self-esteem as well. If I go to school and I don't get a star for the day, I might perceive that I'm not worthy because another person did not validate it. <laughs> and if I'm used to my parents or school, family, friends validating my worth, then my self-esteem will be going up and down, right? It'll, it'll not be pretty stabilized and secure. It will not be well-developed because I would require validation and reassurance from others. This childhood conditioning is pretty important because it sets the tone of how we talk to ourselves about ourselves. It's always good to know that it is habitual in nature. What we talk about when we talk about ourselves is habitual. What we dislike about ourselves or what we point out negatively in, our, in ourselves and what we judge ourselves on is actually habitual. It is nothing more than that. And it is just reinforced through the years by me, really. It's nobody else's by me. Because if you think about it, if I really believed I'm valuable and worthy, then more than likely, if somebody tells me I'm not worthy, I wouldn't think they're talking about me. <laughs> I wouldn't think that statement is about me. I would think it's about them. So we know for sure that if I have low self-esteem and a person tells me that I am uh, not pretty enough, I, I will believe that, not because it's true, but because I've habitually conditioned that within my thinking pattern. I feel it to be familiar. And so I will believe it to be real just because it feels familiar to me, whether I've heard it before or whether it's been reinforced or whether even as a child, uh, nobody stopped me from calling myself ugly or not pretty enough or whatever, uh, thin, fat, um, and all the other words that we use, you know, to describe ourselves, whether positively or negatively, right? So if I've been describing myself this way growing up and you know, my family's reinforcing that and nothing is stopping it. Nothing is turning it around for me as a kid. And I'm usually as a child, I'm helpless to my surroundings more often than not. I'm receiving the information about how I am perceived in this world from the people around me. Because most of the time, self-esteem is not developed in children the right way, meaning that I allow the child to make decisions and allow them to make mistakes. We celebrate mistakes. We learn from them. Um, we don't shame and guilt a child to correct them. But unfortunately, many of us have been raised this way. So our self-talk is really influenced and our self-esteem is really influenced by by that type of conditioning or, or caregiving or parenting that we grew up in. I hope that makes sense so far. <laughs> And if it doesn't, I will not be able to hear you. So I don't know why I keep asking that, <laughs> but I'll do it anyways. Okay. 
Now, the next thing I want you guys uh, to be able to identify is why do we need self-esteem? How does it help us and how does it impact our life all around? Well, when we have positive self-esteem and we believe that we are valuable and we are worthy, then we can make usually better decisions. We end up taking more risks in life. For example, we end up going to school, applying for different jobs. Uh, What else? Picking out uh, healthier habits for ourselves because we we tend to feel good about ourselves and we think we're valuable, so we tend to take care of ourselves. So that would even include with something as minimal as grooming. We groom, um, we take our time for self-care, do little things to help us de-stress in a positive way. I mean, it's really important to have this positive self-esteem and to build it. We will move more effectively and fluidly in life. We'll go with the flow a lot better. By taking risks more often in our uh, education careers and choosing healthier partners, all those things, it'll also help us with developing a, a positive coping to fearing failure. You know, we would be okay with not doing something correctly or for something that would be, we can, we can fail in because we would know how to cheerlead ourselves back out of it. We need this. I'm living with myself all day long and I need to sound like my own cheerleader, 24 seven cheerleader. I don't need to be sounding like something that is out of a Shawshank Redemption movie. I don't, I don't need to sound like that. I want us to be able to sound less restrictive, less rigid, uh, and we are more flexible when we value ourselves and our self-esteem. We believe in ourselves. We think we're worthy. It makes sense that all our decisions to include even how we pick partners will change as well. Okay? I hope that's kind of defining for you why it impacts every area of our life. And when we have really good positive self-esteem, we take that in every area of our life. Make no mistake, when we have that developed within, it's easy to balance all areas because I don't get my value from just being a girlfriend or being a mom or being a a therapist or whatever position I have. You know, I'm not, I don't get my value from any of these things. I already have my value from within. And these things just complement my lifestyle. But whether they stay there or not stay there, it's not going to be a huge detriment for me. I will not completely fall apart because I'm not valuable as a worker. I'm not valuable as a girlfriend. I'll be able to survive that, okay? A lot better than if I thought my value comes from those things, okay? So we want to make sure that the self-esteem is getting built because the value comes from within. Uh, We also have a benefit of being less stressed when our self-talk on the inside is caring, self-loving. I won't talk to myself like a prison guard (laughs) talking to a a prisoner, again, in Shawshank Redemption. It happens to be one of my favorite movies, so that's why, why I'll refer to it a couple of times. Okay, I hope that makes sense on these areas of understanding what self-esteem is, why we need it, how it plays out in our life. Those are really important to know because I'm going to show you today how to increase self-esteem. And it's going to be the most incredible shortcut you will not believe Okay, but I need you to really pay attention to this because it's so damn easy. (laughs) I don't want you to overcomplicate it, friends. I want you to take it as I give it to you. So let's think about when we start learning something new. 
For example, if I want to become a barber, I will go to barber school and um, I will start to learn how to cut hair. Maybe I'll learn some theories. I still won't be able to cut hair because it's just textbook now. You know, I'm reading some, I'm reading stuff. I'm not uh, learning how to cut it yet. I'm not ready to cut yet. So eventually in the school, I will start what, what is probably known as a practicum or a way to practice this haircutting situation. So I'll start barbering all over the place for free at first. I will learn how to make mistakes and <laughs> correct them. I'm not usually going to be very hard on myself because I'm learning something new, right? I mean, people that graduate usually take it easy on themselves as they are learning something new. So if they, for example, don't pass a test, that they understand that that's a possibility. That's the risk I take in being in school. I'll just have to study again and do it again. I'll keep doing it until I pass those tests and those classes. So to be a barber, I, I don't I don't give up barbering. I just keep doing it, right? Because eventually I want to be able to think like a barber. But I have to practice and understand all the basic steps first. Learn to cut hair, learn how to handle mistakes, learn from my mistakes, and then do it again. Go back to the drawing board. Keep understanding how to cut hair until I learn to cut it. And then when I go graduate and go out into the workforce and I start barbering for money, I will also be mentored. I will be observed, supervised. I will be given feedback. I will be patient with myself through this process as I'm, as I'm also learning how to do it for real, for real, <laughs> uh, on real sets of heads um, that I'm, I'm barbering. I will eventually, after practice, learn how to think like a barber. If you were to come up to me, I would be able to answer a question real quick about anything about barbering, you know? I'll know how to think like it, but we sure as hell know that we're not born with it right? It is not a skill I'm born with. It takes time to develop. If I'm doing it on purpose, I can get it done with practice. Practice, 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 talking to myself in a great way, being patient with myself as I'm learning a new skill. And I know I will be able to graduate. That's how I want you guys to think of self-esteem. Because thinking like a barber is not something we're born with. It becomes a habit to think like a barber. Thought patterns are habits, my friends. And we understand this when we're thinking about school, education, learning how to be a nurse, a barber, a teacher. Uh, we learn the ethical constructs of our field or profession. We learn how to think like a therapist, like a, a nurse, like a teacher, like a barber. Okay. Same thing goes with learning this habit of self-esteem. To gain positive self-esteem, we have to really understand that it is a habit of thinking. It is a thinking pattern. Nothing more, nothing less. Sometimes we overcomplicate the hell out of this concept when in fact it is so simple. We just can't believe it. We can't believe it. We want to make it hard, but let's not make it hard. It is like barbering. I think you've read enough books. If you're here listening to this podcast, I think you've read enough books, seen enough memes, verses, and quotes and shit on positive self-esteem, positive self-talk. We've seen, we've seen it all. But the thing is, most of us are waiting to believe it. We, we think it's like going to happen like magically. I'll, I'll get, I'll grow some self-esteem <laughs> out of nowhere, right? It'll hit me on the head and eventually I'll just have self-esteem every day. But since I don't believe it, 
it's not likely that I'll believe what I'm reading, right? I'm, I'm not really going to believe what I'm reading. And so we're all waiting to believe in order for us to actually act like a person who has good positive self-esteem or even do the things that people with positive self-esteem do and think the way positive self-esteemed people think. We will overcomplicate this. So think about it in this form. If I want positive self-esteem, I have to start thinking like a person with good self-esteem. I said, you've already read everything you need to know. We've read enough Bible verses, memes, quotes. We know exactly what it looks like. Self-help books, we know exactly what it sounds like. We don't want to, we don't care about believing it. We have to understand that self-esteem is a habit. It's a habit in thinking, a habit in action. And that when we apply these thought processes, these decision-making that specifically tells us that we are valuable, then eventually we start thinking like a valuable person and we start behaving like one too. We make those great decisions. We take care of ourselves. It becomes more natural. But at first, people, we have to be able to practice it over and over like you're going to school for it. Again, when the person that walks in into barber school does not automatically think or have to feel like they're a barber. They know they have to learn to think like one, right? They're not being a barber. They're thinking like one. That's what they learn how to do in school, okay? Nobody's telling them you're a barber now. They're telling them now you think like a barber (laughs) and you know how to cut hair. So the actions correspond. This is really, really an easy shortcut that I found for to help people understand what self-esteem is all about. We overcomplicate it by thinking that we will learn this self, great self-esteem habit uh, in any other way than what we usually, how, and how we usually learn habits. No, no, no. We're going to learn the same way as we learn every other habit. And it is through practice. I don't need you to feel like you have a sense of worth and a sense of value before you start behaving like you have a sense of worth and, and that you are value. Eventually, my dear friends, you will be behaving, thinking, and of course, in the ultimate long run, feeling normal about being with good self-esteem. Yes, the feeling will come later, but the feeling you're wanting and what we're talking about is a feeling of familiarity, which is going to be habitual. This feeling of familiarity, it doesn't feel familiar to you now, but it sure as hell will after we start practicing thinking and doing what people that are worthy and that have good self-esteem do. And I think you guys know what that is. So I don't need to educate you on what that might be. (laughs) I think you have a good guess. And if you think about a person that you love and how you talk to them when they're feeling down, how you talk to them when they don't feel good about themselves and what you tell them when they fail something and how you bring them back up, this is how I need you to think for you, about you. Okay, I don't need you to feel like thinking it. I need you just to do the right thing and think that way. Because if we wait for the right feeling to come, it's impossible, friends. It's freaking impossible because what you have habitually as a familiar feeling within you is, let's say, lower self-esteem. It's not going to feel natural to you ever to have good self-esteem unless you practice it. Okay, so I want to make sure I eliminate all mysteries that are attached to self-esteem or building self-esteem. All right. (laughs) I love you guys. Thank you so much. I hope this helps you because it has helped me through the years understand learning how to do thinking patterns like self-esteem and building self-esteem and bring them down into habitual practices. And in doing that, eventually 
it's, it's natural for me to feel better about myself because I've already practiced it for so long. We are what we do consistently because that is exactly what people will see about us, but also is what we know about ourselves. So practice these beautiful, wonderful thoughts about yourself and about what you do and the actions that you're going to take. Practice those because if you do this consistently, I promise you it will be a reality. That will be what you define yourself as, what you consistently do. I'm sending you love, light, and the understanding that you are as worthy as you believe. This has been an episode of Drive Through. Thank you.